Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss frame rates, Faraday cages, and Dan Levy. On always one minute, let's get right into it. Okay, we're back. Hello. We're better than ever. I am. Yeah. I had a week off. Yeah, look at you. Shiny. <laughs> Shiny like a newborn baby, fresh out of the womb. <laughs> Of a, of a was it a staycation? It was a well because I moved, so it was a movecation. Right. Movecation is a big one that everybody's doing now. All the kids are yeah. getting into. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I no, it's great. Everybody should have a week off and just chill and move to a new apartment. That's How was your Thanksgiving? Um, is this the first episode we've done since Thanksgiving? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Thanksgiving was very chill. You know, very mellow. It was a quarantine. Uh, it was a lockdown Thanksgiving. So. Uh, just our very, very, very small group, uh, which in, contains me and Laura and Zelda and my uh, brother and sister-in-law, uh, John and Sylvia, who have been in our bubble from the get-go. Bubble. I don't like using the term bubble because I think it gives people the idea that they actually have a group of people they can interact with. And I think for the most part, unless if you've everybody's been... bubble is other people, you know what I mean? Like if everyone yeah. has their own uh, bubble, that's just right. seeing people. <laughs> uh, unless you've been, unless you've been unbelievably careful and we we have like it's been like they don't go anywhere we don't go anywhere the only people we interact with is each other and so that is like you know the constraints of that and they're like close by um but unless you have been doing that everything is just like a a gamble you know you might as well just roll the dice on your on your life and on the lives of others one friend that I see. That's it. That's, I've allowed myself the one. I mean, yeah. I think it's like – I think we went really rapidly from – I mean, I don't want to get into a whole you know coronavirus thing. But we went really rapidly from like people going like, yeah, you can meet your friends in the park for like – you could have like beers in the park to being like <laughs> we're going to their house now and they're having like 10 people over. But they're okay because yeah. they've also been in the bubble and we're mostly wearing masks most of the time and it's fine. And it's like, no, none of this is fine. All of this is bad. You've extended something that was like relatively sort of safe, not really a hundred percent, but oh, like, okay, totally. into a completely unsafe, totally uh, like throwing all of the rules out the fucking window situation. I went to home to my parents because my brother had postponed his. See, there you go. Here he you had are. COVID. Here, right here. No, 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 spreader. not me. I went in over the summer. And we were outside in masks, and we were just going to drop off a present, say hi, like eat some food uh, in the yard, and then go home. Yeah. And when I got there, nobody was there. And I was like, what is going on? And I opened my parents' back door, and every person that they've ever met was jammed in their kitchen with no masks on. And I was like, what's happening? And I was like, we're social distancing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. how? Yeah. In what way? Are well, there pocket dimensions between you? No, it's, it's right. It's not. I mean, it's like – and then you see these enclosures that are going up all over. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like little houses. It's like, this is, no, if you have, James Hamblin has a, has a tweet that kind of went viral. That He's a writer for The Atlantic. He, you know, it's like a wood structure with a door and, and windows. windows, plexiglass windows that are like screwed on to the structure. It's like, that's just indoors now like and it's probably not, worse because there's no ventilation right there's no there's no, no no air moving it's just like you're in a fucking box 
<laughs> I mean, seriously, like it's people are so I'm sorry. People are really, really ignorant. Like they're really. They, oh, they some, know. They know. We all were obeying well, the rules ig- at one point. It's so ignorant they know ass behavior breaking. then. You know, I don't know what to say then. They're willfully ignorant. I mean, I think it's there was I actually just saw a story about Matt Gates, who's truly one of the most detestable people uh-huh. on the planet. Um, the he went to he like snuck into New Jersey with a group of young Republicans and they had a party for a hundred people at some restaurant. Nobody was wearing a mask. It's like <laughs> Oh, you want to talk about uh getting pissed off? Uh, Dr. Mike from YouTube. Don't know uh, him. First off, don't know who Dr. Mike is. <laughs> he's people's sexiest doctor alive. Okay, when I hear Dr. Mike, YouTuber. I think one, not a doctor. Two, YouTube, don't listen to anything he has to say. Exactly. But okay. so he is he's very sexy, but he okay. also ends up he's a Ben Shapiro Republican who was caught on a boat with a bunch of models d- drinking through mm-hmm. his nose, I'm sure, um, partying for hours and giving them back rubs and like making out and going swimming together. And then like this all got posted. That, like That's what he was up to. And he did a video where he was like, OK, guys, we followed CDC guidelines. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> all No, all the people. All of the people, everybody who fucks it, everybody who fucks it up, is like, we fall. We were following the guidelines. It's like, no, you weren't. There's a picture of you guys. There's a picture of a hundred you guys with your masks off, and you're hugging. Okay? And even if you were <laughs> like, following them to like the letter of the law, but being sure to go right up to that edge, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like anybody, you know. And listen, we don't have to talk about this. I mean, everybody's dealing with this now in, in their own lives, but. The the uh, we're doing, I mean, we're doing nine eleven deaths. I mean, I've said this before, but now it's like now it is like. I mean, we were like, oh, we're like a thousand. It's two thousand. You know, I don't know the exact number of nine eleven. It's like twenty something. It's like you know two thousand. No, we passed it. (laughs) No, but like today, yesterday, two thousand six hundred and thirty seven people died for no reason except that they got this disease that they didn't have to get, and now they're dead. And that's happening every fucking day, and it's going on and on and on. And January is going to be even worse because a bunch of people traveled uh, in November and are, are now just getting sick. You know, yeah. and and so and so December and January are going to be really ugly, uh, all highly preventable. But what to me the most amazing thing is the most unbelievable thing is. Um, that there are people who can just say there are people who can say. Well, you know, 99% recovery, all these Republicans are like 99% recovery, 99% recovery rate. And it's not, you know, it's most people get, you know, it's just a bad cold. And and it's like, how can you be so, what is it like? And I don't know, I cannot get in the headset, the mindset of this person. What is it like to care so little about other people that you cannot just go, you know what, all things considered, I'll just mask up everywhere I go. I'll just wear the mask whenever I'm around other people. I'll just wear the mask when I'm going out of my house. I'll just follow that one basic thing. It's like not that big of a deal. And if I get it, probably won't be that big of a deal. And if somebody else gets it, probably won't be that big of a deal. But I know that I could prevent a person from actually fucking dying. And these people are so selfish and self-centered and narcissistic and callous and shitty that they just can't – they will not do something for someone else. You know, and like every fucking person who doesn't want to wear a mask because of personal fucking freedom should be in jail, in my opinion. They should be in fucking jail. 
Like you can't, if you know what I I've been ticketed, I've been fucking pulled over by the police and ticketed for not wearing my seatbelt. Okay. Guess what? I wear my seatbelt all. I never don't wear my seatbelt one time, two times. I didn't do it. And I got a fuck. I got pulled over and I got ticketed. And you know what? Every time I get in the car, I think about it every time. It's like, we should be punishing these people. They should be punished. I'd like to see them in jail, but then they'd get coronavirus and die, which I think is a little bit too harsh. Uh, but they should be fucking punished. It's just so outrageous to me that people are so have such little care for the people around them, for the for the people in their country. It's like, what do you think? You think like that that no one you know, no one you love is gonna get this and die from it? Like, okay, well, I'm not gonna roll the dice on that shit personally. You know? Like I, the, you know, they say it's really kids can't really get it. It's like, okay, cool, but like I'll do everything in my power to make sure my kid doesn't get it. Right. It's also like what level of narcissism does it require or like, I mean, there's when does self-confidence cross over into like real toxicity to for the people who hear what the guidelines are from doctors and scientists read the like 99 percent of people survive and, you know, masks, you know, th there there's good evidence that they do some level of prevention and just thinks like, mm, I feel like my calculated risk. I know better yeah. after reading these three facts yeah. in a Time magazine article. I am now deciding my destiny and it's my right to. And if I like what level I wouldn't go, for example, if my car broke. I wouldn't go online, read one article, and then just start mucking around. In right. I would talk to a fucking mechanic because guess who went to school to learn how to fix fucking cars? Right. And you are not that much more complicated than a car. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you. Well, so why don't we go to the fucking mechanics who are telling us what to do and do it? Like, I'm just so sick of... But And the thing yeah. is, 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 is it's so insidious. All it takes to undermine information is for one person, is for each person to believe one thing. Like, my mom came to me and was like, you know, do you think it's possible that the virus is released to make the election more like, you know, high stakes and, and scary for people? And I was like, no, no, stop. Like conspiracies are mathematically impossible to keep secret. <laughs> yeah. And also like, no, nobody released a, a bio weapon across the globe that yeah. killed a million people. No, no, there's, there's a reason to change why... an election. It's a lot easier. There are easier ways to change an election. Well, there's a reason why. There's a re it's like like bioweapons are like nuclear war and everybody with a brain knows it, which is like, you know, once you start that, inevitably it's you're going to be screwed. Like yeah. the thing about nuclear war, why it doesn't really happen is that everybody's like, well, if they shoot a, a nuclear bomb our way, you know, send a nuclear bomb our way, then, you know, you know, or if we send one their way, then they're going to send one our way. And then like, that's kind of it. And so yeah. everybody kind of is like, well, let's not do that. Bioweapons. I mean, the Chinese are not like, hey, let's Except have the U.S. The U.S. has done too. But well, <laughs> but but no, but like, you know, the Chinese, yeah, the Chinese weren't like, hey, you know, what we can do to really, you know, we're going to get everybody here. We'll we'll start a, a uncontrollable bioweapon. Within Wuhan. our own country. <laughs> Within our own country. Yeah. Why not take it somewhere and start it in like, go, go. Why not take it? To, why not just have somebody come over here immediately? The idea that you'd start the, the thing in. Wuhan to 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 get to America is like well you know they could have just gotten on a plane with a bunch of sick people but it, and that it would, really takes and that would have one been that. person buying into that to then suddenly everything else they they believe they know to be true starts unraveling or like you know the same person said to me my mom said to me you do you think this vaccine's safe I don't really want to get it and I was like oh my god like you are a school teacher. Like, I, I don't know where to begin. Like, I, yes, it's safe. And she's like, well, how did they do it so fast? 
okay, well, we've been studying vaccines for a very long time and we know how to make them. And they got like as quickly as possible, they got expedited budgetary approval and trial approval and every resource that they could need. Like it, this is a perfectly safe thing. It has been all the tests and the studies have been done on it. They just did it fast. Like, I, I, but you know, like how do you explain like to someone that doesn't even know what's in a vaccine? Like, how do you begin to explain? I mean, it's the Letitia Wright thing, right? Like, did you see her on Twitter? Uh, no, I don't know. Probably not. The, the actress who plays Shuri. In oh, Black yes, Panther. yes, yes. She's like, I'm just asking uh. questions about vaccines. It's like, okay, why don't you not? Why don't you not ask questions? You're a fucking actor. You're a fucking yeah, like, actor. We don't need your opinion. We you don't do know not shit. need you don't your know opinion. Shit. It's like, you don't go to fucking school, become a scientist. And I'll listen to whatever the fuck you have to say about science. Okay. <laughs> but if your job is like an actor. Like, like, but, like listen, you know, I have, but, but I can have person... opinions. I can have an opinions, but like, this is science. It's not really an opinion based art. You know, it's not like, you're not like, well, you know, maybe evolution. I mean, evolution is actually a bad one. Cause it's like, I mean, that's so far back, but like, we know that evolution is a real thing, but like, this is science. Like these things are tested. Right. Yeah, Pfizer. Like saying, Pfizer saying isn't gravity. I'm Pfizer not so sure isn't about like that old gravity. Thing. Pfizer isn't like betting its business on a money grab for the coronavirus vaccine. You know, they're not like, hey, let's just like, let's. And I don't know these people. They I, they're, already, even, they're already. They already get paid. Whether not, or right. not the vaccine works, they, 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 they get they, paid. These people made Viagra. They don't need your vaccine money. They okay? pre-ordered the vaccine. They have boner. So. They have boner money. They could do a Cyberpunk 2077 and kick the can down the road. We already pre-ordered. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get to that. We'll get to Cyberpunk in a second. But hold on. Anyhow, yeah, no, I saw this. I mean, it's always but it's always the same shit. I'm sorry. Like, whenever – uh, no offense to actors. There are some very intelligent, wonderful, creative name, ones that, I, one. <laughs> that I'd love to hear from. But, like, most of the time, most of the time that actors talk about anything, by the way, including their own work. I'm like, yeah, I don't need your insight on this. I feel like you're no. not giving me – like, you know when you hear an actor talk about a role that they played and you're kind of like, yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like you're giving me additional, like, or information or knowledge. I don't think you understood why that performance worked. Yeah. It's like <laughs> – I just feel I – mean, honestly, if you're like, well, who, okay, you can you can interview the director, the writer, or the actor who plays the lead role, it's like I'm definitely going to be more interested in hearing like what the writer says or the director says because the actors are like, you know, they're like, hey, you gave me up some – I'm not saying actors aren't wonderful and intelligent, but I'm just saying they, they – they, more often than not, it's like we could probably ignore what they have to say. You know, you can get away with a dumb actor a lot better than you can a dumb director. Yes, That's exactly. That's what I'll say. I As think someone of, in the arts. <laughs> I think of, you know, there was, I hate to bring up Ricky Gervais because he's so canceled. But, um, by the way, I have an acting degree. So if anyone wants to get upset <laughs> about this, that, you can't fuck get it. You, first off, you can't get an acting degree. That's a lie. And you know it. Um, the, the Ricky Gervais had a show, which I think is one of his last watch shows, but I actually think one of his better ones called Extras. Um, oh, yeah. I actually think extras is like a superior show to the office and a lot of other stuff he's done. But yeah, um, this is when before he went completely cuckoo bananagram. And and, the, and that show actually has like a more interesting message. I mean, it's like it's basically making fun of like people who are self-obsessed and basically, basically making fun of Ricky the Gervais. narcissism yeah. it requires to star in anything. But, like it's uh, sort of like the, like the, uh, the Veep is about the narcissism it requires to think that you should be the president. Right. Like <laughs> you have to be completely insane. Completely insane. But um, but uh, they there's an episode where I believe so every episode there's like a an actor famous actor is on it. It's about a guy who's like a, wants to be an actor. He like kind of becomes like a famous tv actor accidentally 
And um, every episode, I'm pretty sure every episode has like a cameo by like a pretty famous actor. And I'm, I'm, I, and unless I'm misremembering this, there's an episode with Ian McKellen. And, yeah, and, and, and he's like, he's like, somebody's like, how do you act so well? And he's like, I think of somebody else and then I pretend to be them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds right to me. That is what that, it's like, you think of somebody else and then you pretend to be them. <laughs> it's like, that's me. So it's like, I kind of don't want to hear your opinions on fucking vaccines, you know? Like, yeah. unless you are, you are a fucking vaccine doctor. I'm just not – just keep it to yourself, okay, because you're not doing anybody any good. I love I love when it's always like I'm just asking questions. You know, I'm just, just raising – I just want people just to – you know, I just want people to know. Maybe – maybe uh, – I mean also it's like the thing – Maybe that, I should stab this guy. I'm just right. asking yeah, questions. Just asking. Maybe you know, I should. Would it, would it be so bad? I don't know. Everybody sees, acts like it would be. No, but you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, it was also like my understanding is I didn't see the video that she shared, but it was like – um, the video was like anti-vax, like transphobic, transphobic, anti-immigration. It said like aliens were real, like, all these things. It's like, it's like, I don't know, just pick one bullshit, insane thing to say. Just, can you just do one? It's always these things. And I've, we've talked about this before, but you know how these things always come in like groups. You can't yeah. be like, this is what I was saying, like Republicans and like, you can't be, you can't be like pro-life, but like anti-military if you're a republican you're like pro-life and you love the military or like you're like into religion you can't be like i'm an atheist but i'm pro-life you have to be pro-life and religious <sighs> sorry i in the background while we're talking i have an article up that i cannot wait to read can i tell you because it's kind of on topic for what we're discussing <laughs> okay. right now the new york times you may have heard of it it's a small publication oh aren't they failing they have the failing new york times has a <laughs> has a lengthy, lengthy feature story. I'm gonna read you the <clears throat> I'm gonna read you the headline, okay? The rise and fall of Carl Lentz, the celebrity pastor of Hillsong Church. <laughs> this is uh, this is Justin Bieber's this is this like celebrity hype beast, un like unbelievable douchebag pastor of this church that is a complete piece of shit. This like, needs homophobic, to be an HBO like, Max cult. series tomorrow. Oh my God. All, all I can say, can I just read, can I just read, can yeah. I just read one paragraph? Because I skimmed it and I was like, okay, where is the get me to the juice? In a private video conference with staff members and volunteers at the church's East Coast branch on November 19th, a recording of which was obtained by the New York Times, Mr. Houston described the church's discovery of, quote, more than one affair. They were significant. But sexual infidelity was only one piece of the story. Mr. Houston, I guess this is a guy from the church, Mr. Houston, also connected Mr. Lentz's dismissal to general narcissistic behavior, manipulating, mistreating people, as well as, quote, breaches of trust connected to lying and constantly lying. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that's like not even a quarter of the way through the article. So dig in. Um I'm so ready for all of these phonies, these fucking liars and these phonies, these people who fucking drape themselves in the flag or in the church's fucking robes and are complete pieces of shit to get their the comeuppance they so richly deserve. Like, you know, I didn't need I didn't need this article to know that Carl Lentz was a pile of dog shit. I could just tell that by looking at him, but and listening to his bullshit and knowing that people like Justin Bieber think he's cool. But I definitely will enjoy reading this and hearing about all of the ways in particular that he was a pile of garbage. So really, really looking forward to that. 
I'm guessing there's got to be some like also maybe he's like mm-hmm. gay. I feel like I feel like it's always one of these things where it's like because you know the church is basically homophobic and anti-gay. I feel like you know these people are always like Sucking dicks for Jesus, bro. The, the exact opposite <laughs> of whatever they preach is the, they're doing the exact opposite. It's like Trump, you know. Trump, like everything he said about the other people was a projection okay. of what he was actually doing. Always. You know, it's like it's like they're going to try to steal the election and claim victory, even if it's decided in a different direction. It's like, OK, you're just describing what you're doing. You're just describing. It's always important now. to listen to. Trump you know? He's going to tell you exactly what his next move is by accusing you of it. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like people are like he's playing 40 chess. It's like no, he's playing. Like, he's ba- he's barely chess. playing it's chess. Like, he's, <laughs> He's not playing. He's just like, here's some pieces. And he's pouring like, them on the Let's see floor. which one of these lands he's in like, the end zone. Well, that's not even a rule. Anyhow, the guy's a, the guy's a huge fucking loser. Can't wait till he's in Moving jail. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk, about, let's talk about other things. Should we talk oh, about cyberpunk? Let's talk about cyberpunk. I'm excited you don't want to talk about, about cyberpunk? it. I feel like every week now we have to talk just, about it. At this point, I'm exhausted. By the time I put this game in, I, just, just like, I've been on a whole journey with it. And I don't even... If this game is bad, if this game is bad... Like hype is officially over. Like I never want to, I don't want to promo for anything. I don't want, because there is so, there's been so much promotion for this fucking game over the course of almost 10 years. It has been jammed down our throats. And uh, apparently like, then the thing that pisses me off the most is that they made all these promises about like not doing crunch and now all of a sudden they're rushing to get it out and it's yeah. like you don't really need to you definitely, well, definitely don't crunch. need to rush like it's gonna sell if you were to push it another six months it's not like christmas is the make or break thing for this game i i um i just want to say that I've i've started so i've gone through so many I've gone through so many phases of of my interest and excitement about cyberpunk. You know, like like obviously on on day one in 2013, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so awesome. By the way, imagine the world that Cyberpunk 2077, the CD Projekt Red game, was born into. Obama was president. <laughs> he had just basically begun his second term. Okay, Obama was president. I think what was the most recent iPhone that was out? I want to say it's like the iPhone five, maybe iPhone 4? What year did the iPhone 4 come out? I don't know. We were still doing the like fake lighter apps and uh, and, <laughs> okay. and joking about people writing about their launch on Instagram. I don't care what you're having okay. for lunch. <laughs> I mean, really, like, like, oh, sorry. The iPhone 4 was released in 2010. So it was, it was way, when was the iPhone 5? So that would have been a, a 12, 2012. So iPhone 6? Is that what we're thinking here? Hold on. I want to just get to the, I got to get to the bottom of this. iPhone 6 or 7. The six is 2014. Let's call it for the sake of the argument. Six. Let's call it the iPhone six. Let's be. Fair. I was, I was, st- I was still at the Verge. <laughs> I was editor in chief of the Verge. Okay. What was I doing uh, in 2013? 2013. You and I had not met each other. You no. were like 12. You were like tw- 15 years <laughs> old or something. Uh, I was 23 or 24. Yeah, you were like a little baby. You were like a little and I, like, tadpole. I think I was. Was I working at Glad? I probably had quit Glad at that point. Yeah, you I might have been Glad. working on Billy on the Street. That was a long time ago. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's just what I'm talking about. So, so the world of Cyberpunk 2077 was released into. Obama's president. iPhone six is just about to be released. Uh, I'm at the Verge. You're working on Billy Eichner's Billy on the Street show. You're <laughs> were you writing for it? Um, and, no, I was in the art department. Okay, you were doing props for Billy. Anyhow. 
the I don't know what art department it does, so I'm gonna assume it's something related to props. Um, um, yes, what we were doing was taking jokes like they would say, like you know, a diorama of Gabrielle Sidibe getting her nails done, and then we would have to make it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, anyhow, so so a long it was a long time ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. I mean, it was like so long ago. It's insane. I mean, it's it's like I can't. I didn't have a child. I have a full grown, like I'm not full grown, but I have a child who plays Minecraft now. So mm-hmm. th- at that point, I had no children. Okay. Um, uh, and in fact, yeah, I mean, it would be a year after the first Irohug trailer that I had that I that Laura gave birth to our child. So Zelda. Um, so uh, okay, anyhow, we're all very excited about Lena Dunham's career at the time. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I've gone like, through a lot. I've gone through a lot of of life stuff. I've gone through a lot of career stuff. I've gone through a lot of uh, ex- different modes of feeling excited or disappointed about about cyberpunk. But I will say the last I'd say let's well, we call it like two years, which is also insane. Like they've been teasing the game for two years. Easy. Right. Like real gameplay. Like I would the say first... beyond teasing. They've been like doing promo for two years. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, when was the first? I want to see the um, Cyberpunk 20s. I'm just going to do a quick search here. 2077. First gameplay trailer was what year was that? Uh, tw- 2018. Jesus. Christ. 2018 was the gameplay reveal. Okay. And actually, I'm going to like crack this fucker open right now and just let it roll in the background while we're talking. Um, 48 minute walkthrough. Remember this shit? People oh, are yeah. like, people are like, oh my God, it's going to be first person. And uh, anyhow, so for two years, we've seen the game, we've seen like gameplay of the game, right? I love this guy. It's like the guy who's the narrator is like, in the world of Cyberpunk 2077, you'll be able to customize your genitals. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is true. Yes. Um, anyhow, in the world, in the high, Octane world of Cyberpunk 2077. No one is your friend, but no one is your enemy either. In fact, everybody's kind of neutral. It's like that. Um, so anyhow, so yeah, I'm looking at this trailer now and I'm like, yeah, these graphics don't look that great. <laughs> like, like this is I remember seeing I'm like, whoa, the graphics look pretty good. But that was two years ago. There's no not even ray tracing in this. I know. You it's, know? it's not. I don't even think that they're they're not coming with like Xbox Series X enhanced or um, no, they're not PS5 version. So like, well, I've been. I told Laura the other day that I okay. So anyhow, so moving. I want to talk about my Cyberpunk. Uh, you know, so so I got a few a weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I looked at some Cyberpunk videos and I was like, wait a second, this doesn't look good. Like I was like, literally, like the game didn't look good to me. Like it looked kind of bad. And and between the delays and that seeing the, the some of the footage, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm like, this might be bad. And so and but then I saw some PlayStation stuff and I was like, well, that looks a little bit better. I'm still like juries out on like whether this game is actually going to like actually just on a basic graphic level look good because like they've definitely hyped up like the expansiveness and the detail of the world of Night City. So I'm like expecting a lot, you know, like I'm expecting a lot. They've been hyping it up a lot and also seven years a long time okay it's a long time to wait it's a long fucking time to wait so so then i got kind of then i was but then i flew back in the other direction i was like wait maybe this is going to be good maybe this actually looks kind of awesome um not awesome maybe more acceptable but i was like i was telling laura i was like you know what i i was like i think i need to buy a new like a really expensive graphics card to enjoy this game like fully she's like well how much is it i'm like I don't know, like 
over a thousand dollars and it's like am i gonna buy a thousand dollar graphics card to play a game I have a tw- you don't even know if it's good yeah yeah i have a 2070 super which is, should be able to do like decent 1080 maybe even a little bit you know if i really tweak out the graphics like some 1440 like decently but i'm like god damn i've waited seven years shouldn't i have the complete immersive experience of having every fucking detail in this game like hit me so anyhow but the point is now i'm now so now i'm in this now here's where i'm at emotionally and mentally i actually have started to feel bad for cd project red because i feel like there's no way like i kind of feel like there's no way this game's going to be well received like we were watching mank last night did you watch mank i did not watch mank yet. mank is the new david fincher movie that's premiered on um yes. on netflix and it's uh old hollywood it's like about old hollywood it's about the guy who wrote citizen kane and it's about mm-hmm. the writing of citizen kane basically and i was like yeah like david fincher and it's netflix and it's gary oldman and it's like you know supposed to be this big hollywood thing and you know i was watching i'm like i don't think this is good like it's not bad but i was like i don't think this is good i didn't finish it so maybe it's really truly amazing but it's a lot of nudity in this first 48 minutes, I have to say. They, they, like, a large portion of this 48 minutes of gameplay has a nude, has some nude breasts in it, like, for a while. <laughs> just, like, it's going to the background, and I just noticed it. Anyhow, not that there's anything wrong with that. The human body is beautiful, and it should always be, you know, exposed. As you much should as always have titties on your hood. You should always have the tits out. <laughs> Anyhow, the... um. Tits, not a word that I use almost ever. You think you can tell. <laughs> I love, not, I love saying tits. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Tits. Uh, tits. Just doesn't. Just too, it hits right. It know. hits right for me. See, it doesn't hit right at all for me. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, the so now I'm like, well, I feel kind of bad for these guys because this game's going to be savaged. It's going to be like people are going to be like, this is the biggest disappointment of my lifetime. I mean, may, I think maybe. Uh, I got to say, I'm watching this gameplay trailer and I'm like, damn, this looks so good, though. Like, I really want to play it. I just I think hope I hope that it is good more than anything. But I also know that they have set themselves up for such a spectacular failure if it isn't. Well, it's part of partially it's not their fault. Like, partially they can't be blamed for people's like, you know, anticipation and hype getting to levels that they are. They can be know, blamed for doing custom fucking Xbox releases and doing a phone. Yeah, I and mean, then they did putting it, out they like did a it. commemorative book. I mean, I mean, they released they released a custom Xbox like One X or something, which is insane. It's also very weird because it's not even like the console. Well, they're like, buying. you think they'd be like, you think they would have partnered with Microsoft on like, you know, let's do a custom Series X. When you guys launch, we'll have we'll sell like an additional custom thing that people will buy. It'll be an extra way to like hype up your new console. And the development of that is literally just like case design. Like that's all they had to do. I'll tell you what, I'm not seeing now this they cut to a scene three days later after the nude girl in the bathtub. And um they're not I haven't seen any 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 dick yet in this game. So as far as I'm concerned I saw a lady with a nice dick on one of their posters then there was a they were walking right up to that transphobic line right up there and just giving it a little kiss on the snoot 
Where was they had a transphobic poster? I guess I don't remember this. See, there's been so much. They have of this. a poster there's... where it's like this super hot chick, but she also has like an enormous cock that you can see through her clothes, and then it says like "You love to mix it up" or whatever. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. Well, in the cool. future, in the future, you know, gender we all have is... crazy downstairs mix-ups. In the, f- <laughs> the future, are you like like oops, oopsie, oops, all berries? <laughs> Uh, well, in the future, you know, gender is, you know, well, gender is a construct now, but like we're still all working through the idea. In the future, gender is you're just going to be able to hot swap it. Just hit shuffle, you know? baby. Yeah, well, hit shuffle on, well, on your on your on your parts, and then gender. I mean, the whole listen. It's a very confusing and uh, and uh, and uh, you know. Punch, many turf. layers anyway many many <laughs> layer, many layers too yeah i mean there's gonna be a big turf i think there's a huge turf side mission in uh <laughs> in cyberpunk where you have to you got to take out a you, there's some guys there's some uh some men in a dressing room that you have to take out <laughs> there's some 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 quote-unquote men in a woman's dressing room making some women feel uncomfortable you have in to wig them away running around <laughs> yeah. saying, trying to it. do rapes yeah. you know <laughs> Like that's like that. Is, somebody's gonna make that game, right? Eventually, I mean, like J.K. Rowling's Cyberpunk. Yeah, I was gonna say the Harry Potter game comes out next year. So. Yeah, that's right. Oh, right. The Harry. Oh, poor Harry Potter. Oh, one of the one of one of history's devs. greatest magical turfs. Um. At any rate, so the point. What the fuck was I saying? The point is, do you want to play I'm, this game? I want to play it. I'm starting to feel bad for the creators and also for myself. And uh, you know, I just think like, how can it be good? Listen, they beat Avatar 2 to market. So at that how can point, it be good? It's a huge I'm just success. saying anything this hyped up, I'm just like, I don't know how. That's what I, mean. I think it, it's yeah. just going to be a disappointment no matter what. So just prepare yourself to be disappointed and then you'll be pleasantly surprised. This trailer does look good, though. I mean, if it looks like I guess I'd be satisfied if it looked as good as this trailer from 2018. I feel like it won't. It won't. But like, because you know what I mean? It never does. It it's will like on the, Digital Foundry when they use like four fucking graphics cards that aren't even on the market yet. And they're like, look at the pixels. <laughs> I was Sorry, watching Digital Foundry. Foundry. I love I you, Digital Foundry. I love Digital joking. Foundry. I was I was watching. Actually, it's funny. I was watching a Digital Foundry video last I'm night on my phone. phone so it's fine. I can. And see. and 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 Laura was like, "What are you watching?" Because it's like because it literally sounds like this. This is what it sounds like. It's like in in 720p at 54 fps, you still get that upscaling. That's like, and then it's just like <laughs> another set of numbers. If you listen to it, if you just abstract yourself from, because I know what they're talking about for the most part. Yeah. But if you abstract yourself from knowing it for just a second, it sounds like absolute nonsense. Insanity. It, just, it sounds like it they're sounds worshiping like, the moon. It's just like absolute. No, I like, ordered a new OLED TV and I've been watching a bunch of videos to try to like find the one that I wanted. And I've been just obsessed with this channel where this guy just goes into – he's like – yeah, th- there's a four pixel long overscan that I can't get to line up. So this one's garbage. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god! <laughs> at fourteen, at fourteen forty and ninety hertz. Look at the, look at the. It's like that. I'm like, what? Look okay, at the ali- anti-aliasing in the clouds. You see there. the, the diffuse lighting in this and the <laughs> refractions of the. I'm like, all right, I guess so. I mean, it looks good. <laughs> I've but it's broken. It's, I'm broken now. Like I'm like I, you know I put Watch Dogs Legion on my computer and I'm like I've spent four hours just t- trying to get the graphic settings to like I'm like do the sh- do these shadows look more realistic or less? Realistic? <laughs> I don't want to crush the shadow effects in the background. Yeah, detail. it's like it's like how f- 
how like what should the distance shadow distance be you know how like i you well, know it's it, like i, I just, watched a digital fa- I'll, I'll i'll sum it up like this the last digital foundry video i watched was about nba 2k21 and the guy doing it, he seemed very smart, and I definitely know him from YouTube, and he's I've watched a bunch of his stuff, but he basically explained, like, the graphical effects and how they're pulling them off, and then when he was playing, he goes, excuse me, I'm not very good at this game, I don't know the rules of basketball. <laughs> yeah, dude, no. <laughs> and I was like, you've been playing this game for five hours, the and game even, is... you don't even know the rules of basketball. No, the game, you know, it's funny, but you know, it's funny, I mean, uh, uh, the... There's been a lot of talk about. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a scene. I'm looking at a scene in from the fucking cyberpunk, where where the characters walking through like a busy street area, and there are so many people. And I have to tell you, every fucking scene I've seen of this game since this trailer, there are no people on the street. There's nobody anywhere. There's like four people. It looks totally barren. And like, what am I going to need the thirty ninety to get all the people on the street? That's what I want to know. I'm actually I less. I'm less concerned about the fucking um, ray tracing than I am about whether or not there's, it's going to feel like there's actually like a city to explore with people. I in hope it. that there's a lot of surprises that we have not seen yet. I really. I mean, if I showed I you a screenshot, and it's just it, if I showed you a screenshot of this street scene, I mean, you'd be like, "Wow, this like looks like a real city full of people." But that's what I said about Spider-Man, and then, you know, Spider-Man's fun, but it's not a real city full of people. Miles Morales is pretty... It's good. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in there. Yeah, but you can kind of tell they're, they're all... They're one of 12 models, and they're on a loop, and they do weird things that don't people don't do. I'm looking... Hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up the PlayStation 5 gameplay trailer right now. Actually, I mean, have they shown PC? Have they done, like, a separate PC one? I don't think so. They've done... Stadia. I'm trying to see if this looks. Yeah, this doesn't look nearly as good as the as the gameplay trailer I was just watching. This is the PS4 Pro, which is what everybody's going to be experiencing on the basically on the PS5, right? Or is it is it is there an upgrade? I, I don't know if they're going to have a patch to like enable some of the PS4. I mean, I'm dying. There's like no people. This is such this is such bullshit. Their trailer is so not i don't want to be one of these guys you know who's like complaining about the puddle shot reflections or whatever what was the controversy was it spider-man spider-man there was reflective puddles and then in the game the puddles weren't as reflective and they were like this is why games journalism needs we need to kill women (laughs) i agree i agree i'm sorry i agree i happen to agree with that sentiment this is i'm i'm sorry this game looks like i gotta say by comparison to that this game looks bad. I'm going back. I'm sorry. I'm going back now that I've watched the the gameplay trailer uh, from the 48 minute walkthrough or whatever. This is like it may come to pass that the cyberpunk we loved the most was the one before it came out. Like we oh, love for the sure. Idea of it. <laughs> no, for sure. I'm looking at these games and they're not even. They don't even look like the same game to me. This is what is this game? This looks like a pre rendered like CGI scene. The one that they show in the forty-eight minute walkthrough, it looks like they spent four, you know, forty days rendering That's out why I'm these so scenes. So over hype, don't want any hype, hype is dead. Hype is dead. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this game, and this is the the one the PlayStation demo they show looks like uh, Mirror's Edge. I mean, it does not look that good. It really doesn't. 
I'm sorry. I'm going through this in real time. I will say, in, for the most part, uh, in general, all the next gen games so far look nice. But they don't look amazing. I'm not like you know. I remember when I plugged in a PS2 and I was like, "This is basically a Pixar movie." Like I was, my mind was blown. Right. I get. I get that we're just going down to iterative updates and like a lot of the and they did a lot of work on these new consoles to make the loading really fast, which changes things. And the DualSense controller is really great. But looking at it side by side, Miles Morales and the original PS4 Spider Man, the jump isn't like amazing like i wouldn't if i played one walked out of the room for a little while and then walked back in and played the other one i probably would not have known the difference i mean here's a oh this is the same gameplay trailer i want to see has anybody done is there a more recent gameplay uh trailer for cyberpunk 2020 is it this 2020 24 minutes new gameplay i'm trying to see like if there's i can see any progression from what they were doing in 2018 to now it looks way worse i'm sorry but like we i think we all have to come to grips with the fact that that demo they showed is nothing like what it's gonna be is absolutely nothing like what the game is gonna be and look like and act like i mean hold on i'm just watching some more of this it's like so (laughs) i just can't get over it looks so good and if like there's no way they're going to get anywhere near this. Like, there's no way they're going to get anywhere near this level of... Well, I bought the PC version pre-ordered, so I'm hoping that... That's why I'm thinking about getting the graphics card. I'm like, if if there is a mode of this game where it can look like the demo they showed and all you need is a $1,000 graphics card to play it, like, that's... Oh. Yeah, I'm like, is it worth it? No. It might be worth no. it. What? <laughs> it is. It not. might be worth it. I don't know. All right. The other thing Let's is, like, talk- I'm like, they're like... You know, the, sorry, this is just separately, but they they're like we recommend a 750 watt power supply for you, if you get a 20 or a 3090 card. And I'm like, well, mine's like 500 watt. Like, would that be okay? <laughs> like, I don't want to. Well, speaking of uh, next gen stuff, 5G is the next gen of internet. See how I did that transition? Wow, incredible! Um, Are you a professional? Please talk about all the people on Amazon buying Faraday cages to put around their Wi-Fi yeah. routers. I mean, we live in an age of, I mean, you know, we thought that that once information, you know, they, they say information wants to be free and then you, you you get it out there and it turns out that what really wants to be free is misinformation, <laughs> like like r- bad information. Like like what nobody stipulated, what William Gibson or whoever said it didn't stipulate was what type of information wanted to be free. You know, it's like information covers a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know it's crazy. We live in a crazy world there. I saw a tweet. Somebody was like, I'm dying. Like people are buying these Faraday cages, which is a Faraday cage is basically a thing that keeps out like radio signals. Yeah, it's and, a high energy electrical cage that blocks. It's like layers of lead. It will block out. Yeah. Uh, wireless signals like you like you like you know it's used for experiments or used for certain types of environments where you're doing you know whatever like you have very sensitive wireless work that needs to be done you can do it within a faraday cage and other wireless signals won't be not be interrupting you but uh, people are buying these like micro faraday cages that go around a router and then they're like because oh because i think the idea is that 5g will are yeah. causing migraines and cancer and it's not but that's what they right think. 
Right. And so so they're buying these things and then they're putting them around their router to protect from – I guess they think it's going to sieve out 5G, which has nothing they to do with their – like, I mean the Faraday cages, to be fair, on Amazon are claiming like you can still use the internet wirelessly. But like no, it's a Faraday cage. Like it, it would be like putting uh, – uh, uh, Craig said it uh, – I mean he – flipped around my bad analogy and said um it would be like putting a shade over your lamp and then being like i can't why isn't it bright right yeah it's um very confusing (laughs) very confusing what's crazy to me is that like people want wi-fi and they want technology but they also think that it's a secret plan like they have conspiracy theories that like bill gates put cancer in the wi-fi um, and it's crazy because it, it's the people who are on YouTube putting out anti-science, anti-vaccine videos through their cell phone, um, not realizing that like you're using, you're using all the tools of the people that you're saying caused, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. There's, there's, I mean, none of this ever makes sense. I mean, the, the thing that I always feel most like strongly and sort of bad about is this idea that you believe that there is a that the people are so organized and orderly and have so many plans that like they're doing this thing that this massive global um you know conspiracy designed to you know keep you down or hurt you or whatever follow you or whatever it is and it's like this the actual scare and this i think partially is what drives conspiracy is that the scary thing about life and the scary thing about 99.9% of the situations that you are experiencing or that you're seeing is that nobody has a plan and that nobody has like a grand scheme for how this is going to turn out and nobody really knows what's going to happen. And like they, they, aren't, they aren't like – there's not something – like the Bill Gates like microchipping you in vaccines or whatever is like do you have any idea the number of people that it would take who understand the plan to do this? Do you know how many and people also- would have to be involved? When they want to know where you are or what you're doing or what you're eating, they just ask you and you put it into an app. <laughs> like, like to be clear, you give all of this out anyway. To be clear, why would the, they buy the, the microchips? They would be very the, expensive. The actual conspiracies are more like policy, and they're more like things like Prism, which were happening basically legally and only really were uncovered because one guy decided to whistleblow. And by the way, like there weren't that many people who knew about it in the first place, you know, and there also, weren't that many people who had access to it in the first place to find out that the government could tap into your phone calls or your internet trap. Like nobody was, right. was, was somewhere right. gobsmacked being like, how did they pull it off? Like we all knew it would just came out in the open and was officially yeah. like I'm known. Not, I'm not saying there's never a conspiracy, but the way they play out is often very different than what we're, you know, I saw this thing the other day was like uh suitcase gate. It was like, there's video of a person moving a suitcase somewhere in Georgia. Like this is it. People are like, there were all these bots that were like, I mean, they're obviously bots because they all had the same tweet. It was like, you know, you, you know, congratulations on your one month of being president elect Joe Biden, but it's over for you. Now the suitcase gate is real or whatever. And it's like, yeah, release like the it's Kraken. not, it's yeah, release the Kraken. It is not, you know, this type of thing, the type of conspiracy that these people are talking about, whether it's election fraud or, or Bill Gates microchipping you in a vaccine or 5G being some 5G being something like that isn't just, Hey, we can make faster internet. Like 
the level of complexity and the number of people involved would make it so impossible for it to be kept a secret. And like, it wouldn't take you having to go like, I like found this set of numbers on 4chan and then on 8chan I found a symbol and then I, you know, broke the symbol apart into the same amount of numbers. And now that when I put them together, 5G causes cancer or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. There is no, like, there are no, if this is not the fucking Da Vinci code. I was going to say, there's no, like on the back of the Mona Lisa, there's no instructions for a Faraday cage <laughs> yeah. to protect you from 5G. <laughs> not, we're not living in the Da Vinci code. The Da Vinci code's fun and good and sold a lot of copies because it's such a, a ridiculous idea because it's, it's a like, fairy tale it's fantasy it's fucking fantasy you know like there are no avengers there really? is no there is no thanos we we you know but also i think people feel really people feel really disconnected uh from other people and from uh you know people feel they're you know the the most people dangerous are thing also that, completely uneducated nobody knows well, how education y- works yes no i mean to me to me, at the core, and we talked about this right after the election, but the core uh, problem that we have in this country and in this world is education. And and like we should be we should be spending trillions, we should be spending billions every year on creating the most airtight, most brilliant, most effective education system in the world. If America wants to uh, continue whatever dominance education that it had, should be the national pastime. That exactly. I mean, and I don't mean like I don't mean just like in the in the way of like learn you know book learning. I mean like educate a ways no, to like be go educated. out into the world and get experiences and have programs that give you experiences that you learn things. So, for example, like science class didn't used to, the 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 original idea behind science class was not like rote memorization and like slap you on the ass. It was like you would be an apprentice to somebody doing science and slowly learn how science works and. We stopped doing that because it was just easier to get kids to pass state tests so that you could secure some funding because there wasn't much funding. And now America's education system has led to just an anti-intellectual wave during a period of time with enormous technological innovation and also desperate need. And we desperately need the, like... We desperately need the intellectuals to answer our question, our complex, involved questions to the best of their ability, and then we need to follow yeah. their advice more than ever at any point in history. And um, nobody has ever been, nobody has ever encountered, like at least since I would say like the Dark Ages, <laughs> an anti-intellectual, uh, a rash of anti-intellectualism that has spread so quickly and so fast. Um, it's it's yeah. very worrying. <laughs> Yeah, it's super worrying, and I just think that what divides people in this country, what allows them to be so divided, is a lack of shared, a shared understanding of what of what the facts look like. And like you know, the Republicans and other actors in this country have worked very hard to undermine the 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 you know to undermine like what we believe is truth, like what we whether we agree that two plus two equals four. It's not even like we're not even talking about um I mean we're at fundamental stuff, right? Like is is, is science conspiracy by the Jews? Yeah, is science real? Like can we believe scientists, you know? Or is there some secret hidden agenda? It's like there used to be an agreement for the most part that yes, like scientists knew what they were talking about and yes, when they told us something we should listen to them. And by the way, it's true that sometimes the scientists are wrong. And that sometimes an opinion that was one way is found to be the wrong opinion after 
you know, we discover something new, not an opinion, but a, 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 a hypothesis, you know, after we discover more information, but like most of the time, like it's actually pretty right on, you know, a lot of the time, most of the time when scientists tell you something, they've spent their careers figuring that shit out and they know what they're talking about. And so I think, um, what I'm, what I think we're saying is ultimately is man fundamentally evil. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I think that, um, we just, but to me, that's the thing. Education in this, in this country has to be the most important thing that we tackle. I think like, I just don't, I just don't, I, I think our biggest problem is this divide about like what our facts are. And I think that that divide just keeps driving this huge wedge in, in our lives and, and just keeps creating these situations where it's like Faraday cages for routers, you know, like if there was education about what 5G, forget about even just 5G, just about what is how the world works, there'd be a lot less of this conversation. I think, you know, I don't know. I just hope we can get there because I'm so exhausted. Although well, less exhausted, less exhausted this week than I was last week and the week before and increasingly less exhausted as there's no stories or conversation about Trump that aren't just like sad and laughable. Um, well, uh, something to that conspiracy theorists should actually be concerned about because it is actually a scary technological conspiracy is um, cops using facial recognition. Um, and Massachusetts is now uh, trying to pass a police reform bill called S2963, uh, which would ban the police from using facial recognition software uh, in the state. And it would be the first state to do so. Um, And we should absolutely do that uh, because facial recognition software, while uh, is one of those technologies that like, it's easy to immediately think, Oh, look at the benefits. Like we would have security camera footage of every crime ever. Um, But the software itself is super duper racist. I guess you don't want to end terrorism. (laughs) uh if by end terrorism you mean stop every brown person at the tsa then no i don't think that's a good idea look i'm sorry it has to be done for the safety of this country we must enact very racist facial recognition or we'll never be safe i like how the we're like man we need this facial recognition because you know the biggest thing killing people right now is definitely like terrorists or criminals it's not like it's villains from like a (laughs) from a superhero we're literally villains yeah it's literally like uh yeah i mean it's crazy to me i mean facial recognition i'm so the whole culture of of surveillance that we're creating is is so scary and so i feel like um wrongheaded and so dangerous because we have so, there's so uh, so many unknowns about it like we got i got you know we have a bunch of nest stuff here i got a nest cam to put outside just honestly because like raccoons keep going in our garbage and i wanted to like see what was going on and just like I was kind of like, oh, it'd be cool to be able to like see when like there's a package arriving or whatever. But, you know, and I was looking particularly for things that wouldn't that where I was like, okay, I don't think my data is going to be sucked up into some huge database and then used to like, uh, you know, give the government information, though. Google does have services where it's like you can pay to have them identify specific people and specific areas and specific activities. And it's like, you know, I don't I actually don't want that and i feel like most people don't either but the more that you tell people that it's possible the more it seems normal and the more people are like oh maybe i should have that and the more we become the more we become like paranoid 
and and worried about and fearful of things that that we should not that it, we should be going in the opposite direction on. I mean, the it's whole othering of people. It's this is not healthy to have a house that is is protected constantly by surveillance that instantly recognizes everybody. I mean, just just on a basic fundamental, should this be a product in your life thing? It, it's it's not a healthy psychological impulse to be able to just like tap a button and at any time watch everyone in your home. Like that's I, not I, a normal. No, I agree. State of affairs. I, I agree. And for the record, we we have a one camera outside, and it's basically just but, looking at our driveway. But, but the problem, I think, ultimately is even bigger than that, right? Because it's look at what. Okay, you started using Gmail because you were or Facebook because you were like, this is free and it is a good way to keep in touch with. Well, people. it was better, and 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 when Gmail showed up, email was horrible. And so nobody, you nobody remembers like, how bad email was. You know what's so great is email is Gmail knows what is spam and what isn't spam and has a great filter for it. But you know how they built that filter is by looking at what messages people on aggregate decided were spam. Sure. Totally fine. But the problem is then you have, you know, Google is going through the dot-com bust or whatever. And I mean, this is out of order, but Google is going through the dot-com bust and they have all (laughs) these searches, right? And they're like, we don't have any money. You know what would make a bunch of money is if we just turned on the ad button and then targeted the ads based on search data, which is, you know, it seems like a natural extension of the business. Then they've got Gmail. They do the same thing. Then they start using all this data for AI stuff. Now, Facebook knows what I'm going to buy. They have been presenting me couches for weeks because I had decided I was going to move. And that was based off one app download that they decided I was likely to move. And if I moved, I'm at a stage in my life where I would be upgrading my furniture. And what's the first thing you would upgrade? Most likely a couch. And they probably know from my Amazon history that the last couch I bought was a piece of shit that I was only going to use for a year. So now it's time for me to buy a couch. And now they know I need a couch. We saw what happened with, with that set of data like that's the goal for them right but with that set of data we saw what happened with cambridge analytica had such a small data set and they were able to influence an entire election what happens well, when cameras right. there are databases of cameras that know everywhere you go how long you're there what mood you're in when you're doing it what who who upsets you to be on the bus with what yeah like right. when they know everything i mean facebook has done studies that they can influence the way you feel by reordering your timeline they can make you happy or sad and they can right. they can make you walk away sad. What happens when they have facial recognition data? That's what kids play with other kids, and what kids get bullied, I, and who is well, likely I, to succeed. Like I agree, we're fucked. I agree. <laughs> I mean, well, the other thing that I think is is the insidious, truly insidious part of it is that it it um is the way it normalizes this way of thinking, which I think is ultimately a very paranoid way of thinking. You know, I think if you see the behavior of people with these, like the neighborhood, uh, what is the neighborhood app called? It's uh, like these next door communities that are like, I saw a guy, you know, it's like, listen, by the way, communities have always been like this. I mean, any, any, like, even on a block in like the city, it's not, this is not like, it's not like this is a new thing that like people are paranoid about like their little plot of land you know they're always like hey we got some some guy drove through here who is that or whatever it's like that's been every in my whole life everywhere i've ever lived you know there's like parents are always running to the window going like who is that you know like there's literally a, there's a great like onion story or i think click hole or whatever i think it's onion it was like you know it's like nation nation looking out window they're doing something to the street or whatever which is like you know i mean we've all been there like our parents are like looking out the window going like what's the guy doing over there you know but 
but it's like one thing when it's like it's in your like you are seeing it and you're going like I'm curious about this or whatever. It's another thing when you have a network of surveillance and you've got neighbors posting on a on on a on a on a forum sharing video of somebody who was walked by their house or whatever. And it's like that way of thinking about soci- the way society is arranged is it's this fe- it's this fear based thinking about society when actually like violent crime has been going down, you know. Uh, robberies are going down. Murders are going down. People are actually like we're actually evolving in many ways to to be more peaceful and to be kinder to each other. And like again, this sort of goes with that conservative slash progress, you know, the conservative versus progressive worldview. But it's like if you yeah, if you live in fear of the people around you and you other everybody who isn't in your immediate family and you surveil and track as if there is some malicious intent to a person walking through your neighborhood your your brain is you're changing your own brain chemistry to think about things differently to me like the really scary part of this is not what google knows it's the way we change as people it's the way that we change the way we parent the way we live in communities the way we care about the people next to us i think that kind of thinking is what empowers people who are saying, well, I don't want to wear a mask because I know it makes me personally uncomfortable. That sense of like you're in your little – your personal bubble of whatever you need and whatever makes you feel good is the thing that's most important. It takes away responsibility for you to have to think about in a more in a more complex way about the rest of the world. And it just others people to a point where they become a data point that you're trying to avoid or suss out or like, you know – uh, target in some way. And I think like that to me is is the scariest part of the surveillance world that we're building is that it changes our fundamental way that we think about our our brothers and sisters in 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 uh the human you know in in the in the in the human struggle. You know? And I think that's that that's the part that's fucked up. And scary and bad at the most fundamental level. It's like, yes, I'm worried about Google having data. I'm not, again, going back to that conspiracy conversation, I'm not so worried that Google's going to use it to create some and act some mass conspiracy. I do think they'll use it to sell me stuff. I do think more than anything, they want to use it to sell me stuff. Uh, and I don't trust Facebook as much as I trust Google. And so I'd like, but all of them should be regulated much more uh, seriously. We agree on that, I think. But I'm more worried about what it does to people's brains and what it does to people's childhoods and what it does to the way that we think about our communities. Because like, I think now more than ever, I think if anything, if I've learned anything in this pandemic, uh, it's the, just the, the value of other people and how, and how sad and crappy our world is when you don't have them in it and how much I want to get back to it. And like, I, if anything, we should be thinking of ways that we can create better communities and stronger communities, not ones where we're trying to other people and push them out. Anyhow, that ends my rant about um, uh, uh, surveillance culture in America. And uh, yeah, stage capitalism, the, the latest stage, by the way, don't, I, don't make me tap the sign <laughs> in the background. In the background of all of this, I just want to say I want to come back to our cyberpunk conversation because <laughs> in the background, while I was searching around for videos, I had a bunch of videos up and I saw that there's actually like some comparison videos of the 2018 demo to the 2020 demos. And like, you know, it's funny. Our brains are funny, but there are side by side comparisons of scenes. And it's like the 2020 demos look way, way, way better like way better like they're not even the same game 
So it's weird because there are definitely parts of the 2018 demo that look amazing, and I haven't seen anything like it in any of the new demos. And yet there are other scenes where you can see side by side, and there's no question that yeah, the, well, a like couple the character of years, models and the texture, like, yeah, and the lighting the and the better. shadows, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal. And so I guess, like again, here's where I'm at. I need to get this game because I can't live like this any longer. I cannot live in a world where I'm just not sure if it's going to be good or not. Like, I need to know. I need to know well, today. I have good news for you in a week. No. no, it's not coming out. It's never coming out. What if they delay it again? People will, I think people will riot. I think they'll be, they're going to take to the streets like the like the Black Lives Matter protest, but it's going to be about <laughs> cyberpunk. It's going to be a bunch of game nerds with Remember? fucking like, Wait, well, like I smashing what, a CVS over Cyberpunk 2077. I forget what expo it was at, but someone saw Genshin Impact and they thought it was too close to Breath of the Wild, so they ceremonially like destroyed their PS4 on the show, <laughs> PS4 on the show floor, just shit like stomped on it, screaming or whatever at Sony. And it was like, well, first off, Sony didn't make the game. <laughs> they should <laughs> not. They should not do that. They should not. Don't destroy. I saw somebody. I somebody shared a video of like somebody putting up a, a PS5 in a in like a some kind of weird trash compactor, and it was oh, it was I'm really so mad. It's so painful to watch. I mean, I know it it's like that's me the so point. Mad, but like it, the level of decadence to do that at when people are just starving. Like I, I, I don't know. It just it made my skin crawl. It wasn't cute. Like when people used to put iPhones in a blender, and you'd be like, oh. Yes. That? Yes. Like, it, it, it's way worse than that. I don't know it why. It is. It's also well. It's a larger. It's a much larger object. Also, and you're like, I mean, just the the physicality of it. it made me um, so mad. Uh, they couldn't even really the, shred it. There was like a chunk left. Here's what I want to know: Is the Xbox Series X going to look better than the PS5 for Cyberpunk? That's the only question. See, I have. it's so hard to know, right? Because the Xbox Series X, in <laughs> theory everything should look way better and but because but in actual practice everyone's finding that it, it isn't as good because microsoft didn't give everybody enough time well to, yeah like, it's interesting optimize. well it's interesting because i saw i mean digital foundry our our boys at digital our foundry boys, were, we're doing a we're doing a side-by-side -side of um the new assassin's creed and there's crazy weird slowdown and like and like uh uh overscan and stuff happening in the Xbox version of the game. And they're like, these games are literally set at the exact same graphics levels and should exa have the exact same performance. Down the line, Xbox games might end up looking better, but right now, PlayStation games look better. I was Unless so, you're playing I was older like, games. I was so excited. Games. I was like, yes, because I, I got a PS5 and I could get the Series X. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> my, my, my weird luck of the draw has paid off. My Once system again, performs baby. better. <laughs> Anyhow, so also rules like I, I oh my god, I want to so play. Good. I, I want to play everything. Oh, in the DualSense yeah, and I don't even uh, like actually, that symmetrical stick layout. Actually, we should wrap up, but that brings me to the thing I want to talk about. My nice thing that I want to talk well, about. Well, let's go into you nice. Just, you just reminded me of it. Let's do it. You want to start, or you want me to start? No, you you have something. Go. I was like, okay, so so I got PS Now. I for whatever reason, oh, I got PS Now. I just I was got looking PS at the games. Now too. I was looking at the games and I was like, wow, there's a bunch of games on here that I want to play. There's a bunch of games that I had on my Steam wish list that like I could just get for free right now. Like this game Greedfall, which is this like old school RPG that's super fun. And um, like the Street Fighter games are on there that I wanted to play. I was like, God, I really want to play like Street Fighter 4 and 5. And then um, uh, but one of the games that's on there is Soma. And I think you've talked to me about Soma, I feel like. But I have avoided. I don't know why. 
I think partially because people for years have been like, you got to play Soma. Like it's right up your alley. Like this is a perfect, like it's a total survival horror, like very silent Hill, uh, you know, resident evil bio shocky kind of like, but part of it was like, it reminded me so much of what I saw in the trailer reminded me so much of Bioshock. And it seemed to me like to be one of those games, like there's a whole genre of games that I really don't like that are like, um, what's the one that I've played. It's like, you're in like an insane asylum. It's called, uh, like out, out something out. I can't remember the name of it. Anyhow, there's this whole genre of games that are basically like, the torture porn the of survival. What? The inpatient? No. It's called Out something. I can't think of it. It's called like Out Out Rank or Outland or Outbreak or something like that. At any rate, if somebody's gonna right now Tony is going like this is the name. He's like yelling the name of the game. So angry. Um but I've avoided there's a type of 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 survival, quote unquote survival horror or horror game that I feel is like the torture porn version of um the games that I like, like the games that I like are usually have a story, a better story. They're not narrative for the most part. Yeah. It's not gore. It's not about just like gore. It's not just about jump scares. It's not just about like crazy monsters that are like outlast outlast. Yes. That's the game. Okay. And, and like I played it, but it's like, it's literally like you're being like stalked in an insane asylum by like a doctor, like a crazy doctor who wants to like do a, a, a human centipede on you or whatever, you know, it's like that kind of game. And like, that just doesn't, it doesn't really do it for me. Like, I don't really love the games where you're like, your character's like breathing heavy and you have to hide under a bed. And like that game is like all that shit, you know? And so I kind of avoided Soma because when I watched the trailer, it it reminded me of Bioshock a lot, but also, and I was like, I don't really know if I'm like down for like another underwater game. And, um, and it reminded me kind of those games that are like, they feel like a little bit like torture porn for video games, you know? Yeah. But it's part of, um, of, of, uh, PlayStation now. So I was like, you know what? It's free. Why not give it a whirl? And I have to say, I can't believe like I slept on this game for so long. It's so, I mean, there are things about it that I don't like there for sure. Like that I'm some of the things I'm talking about, but not really. It is so interesting and smart and truly like atmospheric and like has such an intriguing storyline and tremendous acting. And it's just like a really really satisfying game and it's old it's like from 2015 so it like looks dated the whole time i've been playing it i'm like god it'd be so awesome if they did like a remastered version of this where they like upped the graphics we just have like, to hold to... out for like when ai starts doing that for us i know it's gonna be so great but anyhow i gotta say i i am so surprised pleasantly surprised now i haven't finished it yet so i don't i'm hoping i've been trying to avoid any spoilers the game is very vexing i mean some of the puzzles and stuff are very very hard like i've had to read guides i'm just like i'm not gonna be able to figure this out i'm not gonna spend the time doing it um but it's a terrific game and i just think it's like it's interesting because the thing that i've done most on my ps5 probably since i bought it is play a game from 2015 um and and uh, it's probably what I've spent most of my hours of of game time on the system playing. And I gotta say, it's it's really really good. But I, I think something that's that is it, that the time has come is are these kind of all you can eat Netflix style game services. And I think we're starting to see it. Obviously, some of the stuff that Google's doing with the Stadia stuff. I think that um, what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass or whatever they're calling it now, Xbox Live or whatever the thing is, Xbox Game Pass. And I think I hope that that 
PS Now is basically developing into that kind of service. Um, it seems like it is. I uh, think uh, Sony saw all the coverage Game Pass was getting, and I think over the next year or two, we'll see a, 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 an about face on there. All you can eat. Yeah, well, I subscribe to you play just to play Watch Dogs Legion, which I need to unsubscribe to because I have I've played like none of it. I have no interest in going back to it. But um. But I think that for something like on the PlayStation, it's so awesome to be able to download games that I've been like vaguely interested in, but would never probably won't buy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or just like for whatever reason, I didn't take the jump. But if I could just play it right this second, I probably would check it out. And I've been, you know, I've like a couple of games now have been become like I'm like, I'm into these and I want to finish them and I'm going to keep playing them. And so so I think like this is a nice thing about two things is obviously very video game related. One is like Soma. Great game. If you love. If you're a fan of Resident Evil or Silent Hill or the uh, you know first two Bioshock games for sure, third I think you can include all the Bioshock games. Um, this is a slam dunk. You've got to play it. If you haven't played it, uh, you're missing out. Anyhow, so that's so that's my nice thing. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, and the second part, sorry, the second part of my nice thing is that I think these all you can eat video game things are now like have matured to a point we have enough bandwidth the systems are powerful enough that it's like it's really makes sense and is actually like quite brilliant um i have three very quick nice things in quick oh succession one Do is it. my apartment which is amazing i have been swimming every day i have fios now i'm hanging out in the courtyard it's a dream uh can't can't not shout it out great job everybody who built the building and runs it um wow two is luxury this guy loves luxury style living <laughs> Listen, I'm the 1% now and I'm ready to be eaten alive. I <laughs> see, um, I get it. <laughs> um, the second thing is Oscar Isaac has been cast in the Metal Gear, Gear Solid movie and oh my king, I can't wait. <laughs> somebody, somebody was like somebody was like this is perfect because both Oscar Isaac and Solid Snake have great butts and Yeah, that was Karen. Or big huh? have big butts basically. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's that's actually true. I uh, can't wait to see those delicious asses. Um, I like how Oscar then, Isaac is just like, just they're just they're like, we need a guy. It's going to be like a sci-fi thing. We who's need a someone guy, who like, can act? He's kind of hot, but yeah, take him seriously. They're like, we need <laughs> a, he's a rugged. He's, he's rugged. He's manly. But like, you know, not like so manly. Uh, really good looking. Great butt. Put him in Dune. <laughs> it's like, anyhow. Thanks, King. Um, uh, and then the third thing was um, I have we have been living in boxes. Uh, our new TV has not arrived. Oh, I, my media consumption has gone bizarrely weird. And um, mostly I've been watching things on my phone or my iPad and having to just like lay in bed while I watch TV. And it's just strange and it I don't like it. But I have recently gotten into um, the very soapy, very juicy uh, The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Oh my god, that looks so bad. It's so bad it's good. I'm obsessed with it. It's just bizarre. Kaylee Cuoco and Zosha Mamet and Rosie Perez know, it's cr- it's and Baby Dewarth. It's like crazy. Um, it's I'm having a really great time with it. It's so stupid. Um, and so I would encourage everybody to turn their brain off. Um, and also it's kind of fun to watch someone traveling a whole bunch when you can't. I know from some people that might be torture, but for me it was <laughs> no, very cathartic. I get it. I get it. It's so good. So that's it. It looks so I, bad. I can't believe. Oh, I forgot to mention. I should. I we even talked about this. I started watching Shit's Creek, which you've been oh, talking yeah. about for. You've been talking about forever. It is. This show's very charming and very good. I don't know what it is about it. It's so. 
like not I mean it's it's, it's the it's, way that they interact with each other. You just want to be around the, it's fascinating. Yes. It's funny. It's it's it, and everybody everybody that's in it is just giving like the performance of a lifetime. Just so <laughs> Catherine O'Hara so, it's just Oh my god, Catherine O'Hara. So I mean she gets every of every of line that's the best <laughs> line in every episode is her line. I mean really like there are very few things where I'm like laugh out loud at like it's it's like you know it's it is a show that legitimately is it's not only is it like really funny, but it's also really smart. It also has a lot to say, but it also does very little. It's heartwarming. Know? It's not. It, it, it's so easy to watch. It's so easy to watch. It's super heartwarming. Very heartwarming. It's like a real like. Yeah, it's like a real like. It's like a real like. This is us. Like heartwarming vibe, you know. But like, not at all. Like this is us. I mean, and this also is us very is like, funny. And like, yeah. it doesn't have to do. It doesn't try really hard to be very funny. Like Thirty Rock was very funny, but you could see the effort in every single joke. Just yeah, it's like everybody's so everybody's a comedian. Everybody's a comedian in, in Thirty Rock. I will say, yeah. um, Dan Levy, uh, incredible talent. So good. incredible. So I good. was basically I, we basically started watching it because we watch Happiest Season, which is the um, very oh, controversial, God. yes, yes, gay Kill holiday Harper. film. <laughs> Which I have to say, I went in like, this is trash. Like, the first few, like, the first 20 minutes is I was like, I'm sorry. I would fucking leave this person so fast. Like, why would you tolerate mm-hmm. this abuse 100%. from a person? Then at the end of the movie, like, I was openly weeping. No, it, like, but then it, like, kind of acquits itself. Like, despite how absolutely stupid so much of it is, like, it kind of acquits itself pretty well and is, like, surprisingly, like, like dramatic and thoughtful in places. I mean, there are some really dumb things in it. I mean, you got it's like it's very saccharine like holiday movie. I mean, for it, like it, it takes for like place. mainstream people who are just getting into the idea of people being gay. It's like for like old people basically. Yeah, it 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 takes place in the in the parallel universe where Christmas is the most important thing that happens all year round. Um, yeah, and-, and where also like people are like they're conservative, but they're not like actually conservative they just like they just flirt with the just, idea like, of homophobia they're, they're just like bad they just like like to do a big christmas party or something it was like it's like these people who are like oh they're republicans and they're like oh wait they're not republicans they're yeah. just they're just like um some old school version of like uh it's like some old version of it's like a hollywood uh trope of like the parents who are like it's like the grandparents from Gilmore Girls, yes, yes, uh, yes who yes, are yes, who yes, are like yes. who are like these like stuck up richy rich like they have to do everything so proper and they go to tea with the ladies and they do all this stuff but like they're actually like deep down they're like really like warm hearted and like really care yeah and, like, they, and, and they support can be everybody they can be changed yeah. in a quick conversation right. around they're not like I hate black people like yeah. you know they're yeah. like they're like actually very they're like Black Lives Matter like but you have to. You know, you have to like crack the crack the shell. They first never to get say it. anything homophobic. There's just an awkwardness, and then they have a conversation, and it's not so awkward anymore. And you're like, we did it, everyone. Right. We you're like, right. They're like homophobia. the gay, right? Like the gay kid is like, I thought they hated gay people, but actually, they're both bi. Like I for real <laughs> thought, like I for real, like there's a part of that movie, and I don't want to like, I don't want to like spoiler alert for anybody, but it was so absurd the way they treated the whole coming out thing and how everybody, everybody in the show was like, everybody so in the movie, the we're talking about happy season. Everybody was like, well, actually, I have something to admit to, and I thought I was like, Laura and I were like in like doubled over <laughs> laughing about it. I was like, the dad's definitely going to be like, you know. I experimented in college, actually. Or, like, you know, like, was just going to be, like, actually, I had a boyfriend before I met your mother. It was just, like, so – they were trying so hard to show everybody as having, like, 
some controversial secret that actually is totally accepted by the family. Anyhow, it's a great movie. Check it out. Happiest but season. but really, <laughs> but Happiest Season, what I was going to say is what I was saying is it's really Dan Levy is not in it that much, but the parts that he's in are both the some of the funniest parts in the movie and surprisingly some of the most legitimately touching and dramatic and like heartfelt. And I was like, wow, like I kind of always just saw him. I've only seen him in like interviews and I've seen a little bit of Shit's Creek. And I was like, he's kind of this like doing this shtick, his like Dan Levy shtick, which is very funny. But he actually has a pretty huge range and you see it in Shit's Creek the more you watch it. It's like he's a pretty amazing actor. He's the first time um, I ever saw myself represented on screen. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Other I than, get that. Other than um Gossamer, the monster from Looney Tunes that gets like, nails done by Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I was also I was also so thrown. I just want to say I don't want to talk about Shit's Creek too much, but and I do have to go. But I was so thrown by the whole the way they play his sexuality in that show. Like I was so sure that it was going to be played in some very specific way. And they do something I think very surprising and like totally effective and interesting. That is an inversion of the expectations that you have for like, not only his character in the show, but for a tight characters like his character, yeah. which I thought was really smart and interesting and funny. And like has, has led to so many, and I'm only, I do, we literally just started season three, but has already led to so many interesting, like, like, little moments between characters on the show so anyhow i think it's great it's a great show i have to say i slept on i slept on soma and i slept on Shit's creek and they're both great so don't don't ever listen to me merry christmas everyone <laughs> well we're not we still have episodes before christmas it's the 5th of december we're late on this episode we gotta uh, get this up let's get this up wanna, to the people i don't want to blow your mind but mariah carrie declared it christmas so that's where we're living now <laughs> well if mariah if mariah says it then it is so <sighs> all right goodbye bye Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though Digital Foundry has just released a video about your family and there's horrendous overscan issues. <laughs>